Welcome to the Other Side of Potential podcast, hosted by Dr. Sharon Spano. Each weekly episode takes a deep dive into how successful family business leaders maneuver the unique dynamics between family and business. How do they align to face complex business challenges? How do they build and project generational wealth? In what ways do they pursue a lasting legacy? Join Sharon as she explores how these leaders adapt and respond to the complexity of life and business in our ever-changing world. Good afternoon and hello from Dr. Sharon Spano as we do another solo cast as part of our Conscious Community segment that we do monthly to kind of dive in a bit deeper on some issues that I'm hearing about out there that I know many of you are struggling with, taking it a little bit beyond just the day-to-day business conversations that we have with experts that I interview in the field or family business owners themselves. So here's where I want to go today. I want to talk a little bit about burnout because I'm knowing and hearing that because of COVID, I think some of you are experiencing it in different ways than you have perhaps in the past. You know, certainly we know, as I've mentioned several times, Zoom fatigue is a real thing. And also relationships are being taxed because many of you are working at home and you still may have children coming and going in and out of the school system. So there's so much out there on burnout. I, I almost hesitate to go there, but I just feel like I've done so much of it, work around that with clients in my life that I should at least be responsible enough to give you a little insight as I see it in, in real time in the real world. Symptoms are probably pretty obvious to you. For most of you, though, it starts at a cognitive level. And by the time you're actually aware that you may be in burnout or on the edge of it, a lot of other things have already been in play and probably been diminished or you've suffered without even realizing it. So let's talk about some of the habits that you should be looking for. Certainly, you've heard me talk about adrenal exhaustion on other podcasts. And if you are really in the midst of burnout and are having trouble with you know, just getting through your day, I would encourage you to get your cortisol levels checked because your body may not be producing enough cortisol. And that can look like a lot of other things, even depression or anxiety. So some of the habits I want to encourage you to look for are One, you're sleeping. How are you sleeping? And if you're having trouble sleeping, you can look at some of the things around that. Perhaps too much screen time right before bed, watching things that are agitating or triggering things in you right before bed. I know for me, if I go to a party, you know, wine or sugar desserts, I will have trouble sleeping on those those evenings. So you want to try to pinpoint and journal if you can, what are the habits, like if you're having sleepless nights, what have you done so that you can make some modifications there? I was talking to someone yesterday and she realized that she was having trouble sleeping again on the nights that they go out to dinner and stuff. So she's now made a decision that she won't drink wine during the week, only on the weekends. You also want to look at what are you doing? Like, what does your rest and recreation look like? Are you having fun? Are you getting outside in in some fresh air? I know many of you are still in cold climates where you can't necessarily maybe be out there in the sunshine like we can here in Florida, but what can you do to get out? What physical activity can you do? Because that's very, very important to your body, even something as is a nice walk. And you need to be consistent with that. So again, I'm asking you to look at all of your habits around sugar, eating, sleeping. Those are the first things that always are looked at when someone is hospitalized because they're having some kind of shift in their mental stability. So I don't know why it's so difficult for those of us in business 
to realize that in order to maintain our health, we have to be looking at these very same things. Also pay very close attention to the signals in your body. I know that many of you may not have somatic awareness because that's not something we really value here in Western society. But if you're having pains, aches and pains, trouble concentrating, focusing like I'm having today, and you can hear me probably struggling in ways that I don't normally struggle on the podcast. And I'll tell you exactly why, because I'm on a fast for this entire week. And even though it's all medically approved and whatnot, it is affecting my concentration and I'm on day four. So I've been able to work fine. The recommendation is not to work out or do any strenuous workouts while you're on the fast. But what I do notice is that my brain is not the same. What I notice is I can concentrate and focus, but I'm having trouble pulling thoughts together in a rapid way in the way that I would normally. So you want to pay attention to those kinds of things. And certainly you should be taking some kind of supplement. And then if you see that there's things going on with respect to burnout, I recommend again that you see someone and I prefer more restorative types of medicine than I do traditional because I'm not real big on prescriptions. Not that there isn't a time and place for them, but I think we kind of tend to overprescribe in the Western culture. I tend to lean more into natural things if I can first, but that doesn't mean that you can't try things that, you know, based on whatever your doctor tells you to whoever your doctor is, that's just my preference. You may need some support around that. And one example that I can give you on those nights where I might have a little trouble sleeping. For me, it's usually, I'm very disciplined during the week, particularly kind of how I wind down and I shut off all the blue light opportunities and devices after a certain time. And then I might watch a movie or read or watch a sitcom or something to kind of calm me down before bed. But then if I have a lot in my mind, I might wake up at three in the morning and I keep a little jar of melatonin by my bed. And I find that that's a natural support that I could spray on my tongue or under my tongue, just two or three sprays. And then it relaxes the mind and allows you to go back to sleep without any residual effects the next day. So I don't need to go into this too much longer, I don't think. It's all pretty obvious. But what I want you to recognize is that, again, we are still in very stressful times. Many of you still worried about your health, COVID, your businesses, your families. There's just a whole lot that is on us now that was not on us before. And so what that means is you have to pay, in my opinion, extra special attention to your health and well-being because it is the most important thing. I think if COVID has showed us nothing else is, is that when that goes, everything else starts to unravel from there. And I was speaking to someone in Barcelona yesterday and I asked her how things were going there with respect to COVID. And it was very interesting to me because her comment was that they have now claimed it to be what they're referring to as an endemic, meaning they're accepting that this is something we're going to have to live with. It's not going away. And then they're modifying things accordingly, but they have no intention of shutting the country down again or doing anything extreme. They are asking that people wear masks inside, but she said they're not necessarily even adhering to that very strongly. I don't know that I agree with all of that, but what I do agree with is that this is going to be a part of our life in one way, shape, or form for a variety of reasons, some of which I don't necessarily agree with. But we all have our opinions on this. And I think the goal is to take our lives back, take our businesses back. But we have to be very discerning again in how we care for ourselves and our families and our employees 
as we transition. I want to say just a few more words about work-life balance, because you may have heard me say before that I think this is totally a myth in today's world. There really is no way to balance work and life. And this is going to sound like maybe a semantic debate for you, but what I want you to think about is more of work-life integration. Because when we used to talk about work-life balance way back when, We talked about it kind of in the context of, well, you know, you go to work and you do your best job there, and then you come home and you do your best job there. And if you're lucky and wise, you would put in some time for recreation and whatnot. But that I don't believe is possible today because of the technology and the fact that we are all on call 24-7. So I know we have email, we have phones, which most of us hardly use anymore other than to check all of our social media but we have boxers and text messaging, and it's going to continue to grow, I think, in those areas of connecting and communication and the bottom line, everybody wanting an immediate response. So I think we have to make different choices. So for me, integration requires my making not only different choices, but being very intentional and decisive about those choices. And some of them I've shared with you already that once I shut down my computer and leave my office, I don't go back in it. One of the things that I do, as I said, is, you know, my phone is always by me in the evening when I'm reading or or watching a show. I usually allow about an hour and a half for something in, in the evening just to decompress, as I stated. But even though the phone is near me, I have it on silence and I don't really go back into it unless it's a Vox message. And the reason for that is there's only a hand, not even a handful, there's three people. One is a group actually, and then two are private individuals that have access to me on Vox. So when that little notice goes off, I know, okay, this is someone that really needs something from me or it needs to communicate with me. So I do respond to those. But if it gets to be too much dialogue back and forth, which can happen sometimes in a group, then I just shut it off and I vow to look at it in the morning. The other thing that I think is very important when we talk about integration is one, to realize that we're doing life 24-7. So as I mentioned earlier, we're not segmenting work from home now more than ever because we are working at home, many of us. But, But even before that, you are unconsciously in the middle of your life, business, and work all of the time. So, you know, today I took time off to run up and renew my driver's license. You know, I had to stop at the pharmacy. I rarely do those things in the middle of the day, but sometimes you have to do them. And so I find that rituals and routines are very, very important. I actually wrote a blog post some years ago on rituals, but meditation, I'm finding myself wanting to talk about it more and more with individuals because I'm meeting more and more people with anxiety. And I'm not saying that meditation is necessarily going to take away your anxiety, but it certainly will help. And so whatever your morning looks like, in order to maintain work-life integration, I believe that morning needs to be very focused, very intentional, very organized, not a lot of drama. And I remember when I was doing women conferences around the country, I constantly had women coming up to me talking about how horrific their mornings were and they had trouble getting their kids ready for school. And there was always, you know, kids crying. And and then when we looked at the morning ritual, usually what happens there was the mom was getting up at the same time as the children. So we're already behind the eight ball because she's trying to get ready, you know, 
maybe nagging them to get ready. That never works. So I really recommend that you look at your morning ritual. And I'm not one that believes you have to be up at three or four in the morning to make it all happen. I know there's a lot of that going around right now. And frankly, it's just a very high achiever way of overachieving, if you will, in my opinion. So whatever your time is that you get up, even 30 minutes to yourself, whether it's a cup of tea and you're reading a devotional or the morning paper or meditation or journaling, whatever you can do to just give yourself some quiet time to ease into your day. I think, well, you'll see a dramatic difference in how your day plays out. I know for myself, how I start my day is kind of how it goes. So if I start behind the eight ball, then the whole day seems to go like that. So what I always recommend is that my clients map out their time for the week on Sunday evenings to include, literally it's in your calendar if you're not used to doing that, to include the time for your self-care, whether it be a workout, meditation, journaling, whatever it is. You actually put it in your calendar until such time that it's so much a part of how you live your life. You no longer have to do that. And I just feel that's very, very important. Now, obviously, you're going to have your quarterly goals and your yearly goals, but I'm talking about literally sitting down and saying, these are the things that I need to make happen for the week. And you've got your, wherever you keep that, you know, whether it's on your computer or a bullet journal or whatever, but you're literally checking things off so that at the end of the day, you feel that you have accomplished something. And yes, I can shut down because I have a list of where to pick up tomorrow. And these are such elementary things, but I meet too many people that still struggle with that level of organization. And what happens as a result of that is you're putting fires out every day of the week and you don't really have control of your time. Somebody else does. And those are the kinds of things that cause us to slip into burnout. So watch the stress that you're under, honor and respect it. Pay attention to any symptoms or habits that are equating to symptoms of burnout and make sure that you're documenting that if you need to and that you see the appropriate, whether it's a coach, a counselor, a physician, if you're in it, you need to know how deep you are in it and and then you have to address it from a psychological, emotional, and physical perspective. So the physical would be the adrenal exhaustion that I mentioned because I find that it's almost impossible to be in burnout without having burned the candle at both ends and having some impact on your cortisol. So that's all I really wanted to say today as we go into the next week and we're going to have some more guests next week. But I want to remind you, as I always do, that there's no real right or wrong to any of this. All we're doing is developing higher awareness so that you can step into your highest potential and everything that you're in right now, good, bad, whatever, it's all intended to help you move to that next potential and to create the best, most robust life possible. And so if you can look at it that way, instead of trying to make it right or wrong or make yourself feel bad or go into guilt or shame because, oh my God, I put on some extra pounds or, you know, I did this or that. And that's probably why I'm on on the edge of burnout or, you know, we always have so many narratives around these things. I want to encourage you to just let that go put it to rest. This is one season, one month in your life. And February to me 
is kind of a special month because it is an opportunity for us to remember and care for those we love in deeper ways. And even if it's just the silly day of Valentine's where we give cards and candy and all that good stuff, it is the season of love. So you want to hold on to that and really make sure that you're at your highest level so that you can enjoy and celebrate whatever's going on in your life. So until next time, this is Dr. Sharon Spano wishing you best. Stay healthy and well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Other Side of Potential podcast. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform so we can continue helping family businesses thrive. For more information on how Dr. Spano can help you in your own family business, visit SharonSpano.com to schedule a complimentary consultation.